A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast, a podcast for smart, successful women who feel like they have it all except love. I'm your host, Veronica Grant, a love and life coach. And today I'll be joined by a guest to give you an inside look at the work I do with my clients. This is your opportunity to learn through someone else's experience. They may even ask a question you have or one you haven't even thought of yet. So keep an open mind, open heart, and let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to episode number 220 of the Love Life Connection podcast. As always, thank you so much for tuning in, and I'm super excited to be connecting with you this week. And just a quick reminder, if you have not left a quick rating or review for the podcast, I would be so grateful if you did. That is the best way to show your support for the show, as it tells the Apple podcast gods and goddesses that people love the show, and they should put the show higher in the algorithms. So I really appreciate you taking a moment to leave a rating or a review. If you're on Apple Podcasts, all you have to do is scroll down until you see some stars, tap the stars. And then if you have an extra 30 seconds, 60 seconds, leave a review. And I really, really appreciate it so much. I read all of them. And thank you. And if we have not connected on Instagram, I would love to do that. My DMs have been blowing up. I have been blowing up your DMs. It's so much fun to connect with you all there. And I really feel like I'm getting to know so many of you personally. So make sure we connect there. I'm Veronica E. Grant. Say hello, comment on one of my photos, send me a DM. I do respond. And also that's a great place. Just be connected with me throughout the week. I'm always writing new posts and creating Instagram stories for you with with helpful tidbits about dating and doing the inner work. So if you want a little bit more than a weekly podcast episode with me, this is a great place to get more content and resources from me. So again, that's Veronica E. Grant, and I can't wait to connect with you there. Okay, we're going to jump right into today's episode because I'm super excited about it. I know I'm always excited about my episodes, but I especially love this one because I'm going to debunk a huge myth out there. And that myth is that love is unconditional. Now, think about it. Even if you've never said 
oh, I want an unconditional love out loud, or you don't consciously believe that, I think there's a really good chance that unconsciously you do play by that script, meaning you do act as if that belief were true. And I think that's because it's rampant throughout our society. That idea love is unconditional is definitely in songs and stories and movies and TV shows. And I think it also just gets kind of stuffed down our throats. And that can totally warp your expectations of what relationships are supposed to be like. Like, you know, relationships are supposed to sometimes have trials and tribulations and fights, but what is too much or what is too little? And depending on how strongly you consciously or unconsciously hold on to the love is unconditional narrative, you know, being able to deal with bumps in the road may be more or less challenging for you. The other thing I find that happens is when something does challenging happen for you or when you get triggered or when your partner maybe does something wrong, but not necessarily like a deal breaker wrong type of thing, it can be really triggering because it can just bring up all the stuff around your lovability. And that's what happens when we put love as unconditional into our relationship arsenal. So in this episode with Carrie, Carrie is struggling with running from relationships at the first sign of distress. And sure, Sometimes that may not be a bad thing because maybe the distress is a sign of a toxic relationship or an unhealthy relationship or an unhealthy pattern. But of course, it also means that she could be running from the real thing because she tends to do this pretty much all the time. So in this episode, we pretty quickly trace back where this pattern comes from. She's done a lot of mental processing. And to be honest, I could have taken this coaching conversation in that direction. I mean, with any coaching call, there's so many directions I could take with the client. And, you know, if I work with the client over a longer term, then we do cover all of this ground. But what I really wanted to focus on is this idea of unconditional love, because I think that she really ended up projecting that onto her partners. And you'll see why and where that came from. So this is going to be a huge reframe around unconditional love versus unconditional acceptance in romantic partnerships. I think you're going to love it. So let's dive right in. Hi, Carrie. Welcome to the show. How can I help? Hey, thanks for having me. I am curious after listening to a number of your previous podcasts, if you have some light to shed on some like dismissive avoidant attachment styles or fearful avoidant attachment styles and how to move away from those without just cutting it dry. So just a little back story or pattern that I'm recognizing is I spent a couple years single and needed to do so and then have been dating and I meet these really terrific people and they fit the bill, so to speak. Any initial conflict, I am quick to bail, or I'm, I'm quick to just write it off as this isn't going to work, or we don't see the world the same way. And I have this internal dialogue that tells me that it's meant to be easy. And I keep falling back on that. And I do believe on some levels that is true. But I'm also finding that I'm cutting what could be lovely very quickly. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what's the thought process or what's the fear that creates the pattern? I think that there is some fear in my inability to voice my needs. I think a lot of it stems from that. 
in that I don't want to come across as needy or high maintenance, or there's all these labels that I throw around in my mind in terms of what I want to avoid. Okay. So high maintenance or needy, where did you learn that was bad? I learned it from the dynamic that I was first introduced to as love from my parents. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So tell me about that. I have a a father who's sort of a stoic German doormat type and a mother who is very, she has really big feelings. She's a little anxious. She's quite unpredictable. So their dynamic was very much that she kind of ran the show and her moods dictated the mood of the house very much uh, along the lines of, you know, if mom's happy, everybody's happy. And I knew that the power that that had over us growing up. And so I sort of created a a mental attempt or stamp to not be that way, to be easygoing. So what would happen if your needs or wants or opinions differed than your mom's? Love was withheld. Okay. And how so? In terms of attention or time or even being heard, not in any sort of harmful way, physically, but emotionally, it was just Mm -hmm. sort of, okay, well then go outside and play. So then with this information, why do you think that you have this story that love should be easy, you should be quote unquote chill, low maintenance? The belief is so strongly ingrained in me. And I'm, I think that's what I'm trying to explore is softening that belief and being open to using my voice and knowing that like communication and even conflict is okay. And that's not a, a signal of not being compatible. Right. Right. Okay. When you think of your childhood and you think of your mom, you know, however she felt was the energy, the emotion of the house, how old do you feel or what age does that take you back to? Uh, Six or seven. Okay. Okay. So you're answering all the questions that I'm asking you like perfectly. (laughs) (laughs) It's almost like, it's almost like a little too perfect. You've, I can tell you've thought a lot about this. And you've done a lot of mental processing. Yeah. Right. But I want to know more from your six or seven year old. Why did she need to be chill, low maintenance, likable, all that kind of stuff? Why did my mother need to be? No. Why did your six or seven year old self need to be? Oh, because I was so hungry for love that if I was complacent, I would receive affection and praise and, you know, like just stay out of the way. Don't ask for what you need. Just mind your P's and Q's and you will be loved. Yeah. And how did that feel to not get the love that you wanted? I felt small and invisible and insignificant and faulty. Yeah. So I want you to imagine your six or seven year old self and just really feel 
you know, what it was like to be her. And I want you to answer the next set of questions from how she felt, not what, not all the mental processing that you've already done. Okay. So okay. Um, how did it feel to not feel unconditionally loved by mom? It was really lonely. Yeah. I felt invisible and insufficient, insignificant. Yeah. yeah. It, it was sad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you learn to be cool, chill, the good girl, the easygoing kid. Yep. To get any kind of affection, attention, love, whatever it was from mom, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what you do in relationships. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. And here's the thing about unconditional love. You know, I do think that as children, we're worthy and deserving of unconditional love from our parents. And we project that onto our parents too. Like they're almost like God, right? It's like, oh, these beings Mm -hmm. brought me into the world and they know everything. They can do everything. Like you don't see them as, as human. Right. And then we don't get that love or approval or attention that we wanted from mom and or dad. And so then we project the need for that unconditional love onto a partner. And I think that's where you get like into murky waters because you're like, well, I know relationships aren't always easy and they're not always smooth sailing, but also like there's not that unconditional piece. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So what's coming up for you? You just illuminated that the very thing that I felt hurt by is how I now approach relationships. Like I don't have like an emotion or like a unconditional love tolerance when that's really what I'm longing for. Right. And that's the problem because I don't think unconditional love happens necessarily in romantic relationships. I think there's Uh unconditional acceptance, right? Like you don't have to like everything about your partner. Uh I don't have to like everything about you, right? Like my husband can watch those stupid little videos of like, <laughs> and like whatever on Facebook for hours. <laughs> if I, I was like, Hey, let's go do something else. Like, otherwise he would just do it for hours. And like, do I love that part of it? I mean, like, yeah, I mean, there's a part of it that's kind of funny, but like for the most part, <laughs> like my favorite aspect or attribute of his, but I accept it. Right. Yeah. I think there has to be unconditional acceptance because then it's really hard to love someone because then, you know, that gets into a whole other conversation, but unconditional love. Well, you know, if my husband were to treat me like shit or abuse me in any way or cheat on me, like I'm not going to stay with him in the name of unconditional love. That's very true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, hell no. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like you're trying to get unconditional love from someone that you deserved unconditional love from, but you're trying to get it from someone or from a relationship where unconditional love isn't necessarily the healthiest thing. Yeah. And I had a a really strange dynamic with my grandparents, my paternal grandparents on my father's side Mm -hmm. is when they left, they lived in a different state. When they would leave to go home, I would just cry and cry and cry and cry and cry when I was young. Like Mm -hmm. even I would start a day before they left um, because that was my love. That was where I felt like, oh, I'm okay. I can be myself. 
If today's conversation resonated with you and this feels like something you need, it's possible. There are spots right now available to work with me privately. Together, we can unravel your dating patterns, clear your love blocks, and get you into the relationship you desire and deserve by digging into your constitution, your childhood, and your previous relationships. Working with me privately means I can meet you where you're at and hold your hand through the process. It doesn't matter if you've never done this work or you've been doing it for years. All that matters is that you're done with where you're at and you're ready to find love in the next 12 months and are ready to invest the time and money in radically changing your life. To explore if this is the right fit for you, please visit me at veronicagrant.com forward slash coaching to learn more and schedule your introductory call with me. Okay. Okay. So let's do this. Close your eyes. Yeah. They're still alive? Your paternal grandparents? Oh, yes, they are. Okay, great. Great. So I want you, and I mean, it doesn't matter actually what we're going to do, um, okay. but I just want you to imagine them, bring, bring them into your mind's eye. Okay. And I just want you to see them, look at you, hug you, tell you they love you. I want you to feel all of that. And tell me if you can feel that somewhere in your body. It's strange because I almost feel like I resist it. Like there's an awkwardness to it where it's mm. ingenuine. But I think those are just the uh, like walls that I have built, maybe. Okay. So then imagine you're your six or seven-year-old self. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's better. Yeah. <laughs> and imagine her getting all that love. Yeah, she's into it. Yeah. Okay. And where do you feel that in your body? Heart. Okay. Great. And shoulders. So just keep with that feeling, keep radiating the love. So first on a scale of one to 10, Mm -hmm. how intense can you feel or how intense can your six or seven year old self feel that love from your grandparents? Seven and a half. Great. Okay. So now, I want you to replace your grandparents with your present day self. So mm-hmm. now your present day self is sending your six or seven year old self that love. So I still want you to channel that same love. It's just coming from a different source. Okay. And tell me what the number is. How intense do you feel it in your heart and chest region? Uh, 20. Great. <laughs> That's perfect. I mean, it's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it's intense. That's awesome. I'm kind of like swaying in my chair. It's like little love sway. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) open your eyes if you want, if you haven't already. So, so here's why I had you do that exercise, you know, working with you longer. I'd definitely want to, you know, go into more of the emotional processing of, you know, the, the pain with your mom, but here's the thing, like, it doesn't really matter what your exact pattern is now, like how it's manifesting. Like, sure. That might change some of the things you might need to learn or relearn in terms of setting boundaries or communication or whatever. But for the most part, the actual healing of the pattern, that doesn't really change. And what you have to do is you have to really focus on remothering your younger self, because it's basically like your six or seven year old self is entering into these relationships, sensing the smallest piece of discord or whatever, and she's running from it, right? 
Oh, yeah. Because it's like total runner. Yeah. Because it takes you right back to, you know, mom having her episodes growing up. So I don't want you to be so concerned about like what the pattern is. I really want you to just be more concerned with remothering, re-nurturing yourself and allowing yourself to receive the love. Now, here's the thing. It was really easy for your six or seven-year-old self to receive love. And that's Mm -hmm. great. And it makes a lot of sense because in general, kids haven't built up the walls or the limiting beliefs or whatever. And so Mm -hmm. they're more than happy to receive grandparent love or (laughs) whoever's willing to love on them, right? But I want you to do the same exercise. You can channel it from your grandparents first if that helps. And then from yourself. But I want you to slowly increase the age. You know, we started through six or seven. I want you to turn it up to eight or nine, 10 or 11, 12, 13, and then eventually get to your present day self because it's, it's really like, it's really like your six or seven year old self here is, is calling, is calling the shots. And so we just need to get her kind of on board with, Hey, this isn't your mom's house anymore. Yeah. (laughs) Right. 37. So it's time. Okay. Exactly. Does this make sense? It makes Total sense. Great. Yes. What did you learn? This is really bringing it full circle. Probably the most, the biggest shift was how, not to get all woo woo and cheesy, but like how alive and warm and like vibrant my heart as a 37 year old woman felt holding my seven year old self, just sort of in a consoling way, like, come on, it's going to be okay. And how, powerful that was. And um, also that my wounded child is calling the shots and that there's hope because we can just have some conversations with her. And also the unconditional acceptance versus unconditional love. That was big. Yeah. Good. Well, I'm, I'm so glad that this was helpful and I hope this is enough to get you started. But again, I wouldn't worry so much about the pattern. I would probably take a break from dating if you haven't already. Oh yeah. There's really, really focus on your six or seven year old self and remothering, re-nurturing her and allowing her to feel whatever pain is there. And that's a really big one. Yeah. Ultimately where patterns come from. Um, mm-hmm. So you don't want to just move to like six or seven year old self is awesome. And look at her and blah, 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 because she also had a lot of pain, right? Like she's lonely and not good enough. So allow your adult self really to sit with your child self and just let her be pissed or be (laughs) or be whatever it is. And then you can, you know, really help her and approach her from just like a mothering kind of way. And, um, you know, really it's all about just holding the space, holding the space, whatever she's processing, so that the pattern pattern shifts. All right. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much. My pleasure. I'm so glad this was helpful. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. As always, thank you so much, Carrie, for coming onto the show. I so appreciate your vulnerability and willingness to be coached like this for others to listen to because I know it's going to help 
so many other women. So thank you. Thank you. And by the way, if you want to be coached by me on the podcast, head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. I'm going to be doing some batch recordings over the summer so that you have plenty of episodes to listen to while I'm on maternity leave. So to sign up for one of those slots, head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. After about July or August or so, I won't be doing any of these coaching calls until 2021. So if you want a free call with me, make sure you take advantage of that. Okay, so like I said in the intro to this episode, there are a million different ways I could have taken this conversation. There are a million different ways I could take pretty much all my coaching conversations because, you know, we're humans and we're complex and it's not just like a straight shot to healing and to growth. And one direction I could have taken this episode is really focusing with Carrie to do more of the emotional processing rather than just the mental processing. I didn't take it that way because for me, like I just really felt like she was projecting a lot of godlike love onto her partners. And that was specific to the pattern that she was encountering, which was one tiny little thing goes wrong or one tiny little red flag and then boom, she's out, she's done. And that just felt like, you know, a very specific pattern to her that I wanted to zero in on. And also you can listen to just about any of my other coaching podcast episodes where we do a lot of emotional processing and a really great one to listen to is episode 218. And I talk a lot in that episode about why it's important to emotionally process. So I'm not going to get into it now, but I will just say right now, it's really important because one thing that you want to avoid doing is bypassing. And that is so, 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 so common in the personal development space. And it even comes from coaches and other so-called gurus and teachers in this space. And it's really, really, really frustrating. If you've ever had a therapist or a coach or any kind of spiritual leader try to push you into forgiveness, for example, before you're really ready to let go, that's all forms of bypassing. Bypassing is like kind of just brushing it under the rug. Like, okay, you get it. Yeah, this is what happened. This is why you're, you know, in the situation that you're in. So let's just let it be in the past, bygones be bygones, and let it go, forgive the person, and then you can move on. And then boom, you're in the same pattern over and over again. Why does that happen? Because you're not actually doing the emotional processing and you're bypassing instead. So I do want you to take note on what I said to Carrie about that. I know we didn't go into it, but I don't want to just skirt over it and pretend like it's not an important issue because it really is. Here's also what I really want you to get out of this episode. I want you to really ask yourself, is unconditional love what you really want? You know, when we're little, our parents are like gods to us. They know everything. They can do everything. They're like the strongest people in the world. Like you don't really see them as humans. It's not until you get a little bit older, it'll be different ages for different people, but maybe around preteen or teenage years that you begin to see, oh, my parents are just humans and they're imperfect humans at that. And that can be a whole other conversation. But the point is, is that when you didn't get the love from this godlike creature in your life, that very fundamentally in a very deep way means something, right? It's not just some random person on the street being like, uh, you're annoying or something's wrong with you or you don't get good enough grades or you're too fat or whatever it is. It's this godlike figure in your life. And so when you don't get that unconditional love from a source that we're used to getting unconditional love from, it's telling you that in fact, love is conditional. So this can 
create a myriad of issues. One thing is that you can put conditions on your own self. Like, oh, I have to be a certain size to feel good about myself. I have to have a certain kind of career or a certain kind of financial success, or I have to look a certain way, or I have to be married by a certain time in order to be good enough or to feel good enough or to like myself or to love myself. And because that's how you treat yourself, you end up being okay with other people treating you that way as well, meaning that you allow them to put conditions on you for them giving you their love. See what I'm saying here? The other thing that we can often do is because we do crave unconditional love, right? And you know that if you are spiritual or religious or believe in God in any way, you can feel that unconditional love coming from God's source divine or whatever it is, right? So I think as humans, I mean, we are spiritual beings having a human experience. So I do think that we are naturally inclined to desire unconditional love. And if you didn't get it from mom and or dad, then you project that desire onto a romantic partner. Like, I just need this unconditional love from that person. And again, like that can create a whole myriad of patterns and issues in the relationship because you're not going to be able to get unconditional love and you're not going to be able to give unconditional love because as I talked about with Carrie, that's not really, really what you want when you think about it in terms of a romantic partnership. So I think that this misunderstanding and this projection is what actually leads a lot of women to staying in unhealthy relationships or toxic relationships or settling for scraps because there's just that really, really strong, deep, and almost painful desire to want that unconditional love that you might not have gotten from mom or dad. And the only place to get that unconditional love is from yourself and then from whatever your deity might be, God, source, divine a goddess, whatever it is, right? Those are the only two places you can really get unconditional love. Now, you also don't want to try to go get unconditional love from your parents now because they may not be emotionally able to give you that thing. So if you try to go and like rekindle the relationship or to grow the relationship, or maybe you have all this awareness and this growth and this excitement about what you've learned from this podcast or other personal growth endeavors, you might again try to go project that onto your parents and say, look how amazing this is. Like we can have a relationship like this and your parents just aren't quite there. So you have to let your parents off the hook in that sense, like let them just be whoever they're going to be. And who knows, maybe a miracle will happen and they'll be able to become the parent that you want them to be. But for the most part, you just have to let that person go and let the expectations go and really focus on unconditional love for yourself and then getting unconditional love from source, God, divine universe, if that is within your spiritual wheelhouse and practice. What is important in a romantic relationship is acceptance. Now, like I said, with Carrie, you don't have to like everything about your partner, nor does your partner have to like everything about you. I'm pretty sure Stevie does not like that I wake him up numerous times throughout some nights because he's snoring like crazy and I just want to get some sleep, nor do I like that he snores. But the acceptance must be there, right? And if you don't truly accept yourself or accept a friend or your partner, then love really can't be there because again, that's kind of putting the condition on it. And it's also saying like, well, I'll love you, but I want you to change first, or I want you to be like someone else or something else first. And that's just, again, it's just creates murky boundaries and unhealthy toxic patterns. So your task from this episode is to ask yourself, where do you put conditions both on yourself 
And where do you project that onto other people? And how can you start receiving unconditional love from the places that are sustainable and that you're actually able to receive it from? So finally, I want to wrap this up with pointing out that Carrie's seven-year-old self is the one running from those relationships. Whether or not they are a good or a bad potential partner, she is running because any sense of rockiness or turmoil or any kind of just anything takes her right back to living in her mom's house. And like she said, she felt lonely. She felt not good enough. She felt like something was wrong with her. And again, maybe sometimes it just happens to work out that that person wasn't going to be a great partner anyways. But also this pattern is causing her to keep out potentially great love and great relationships. So it's certainly a pattern worth changing. And in order to do that, she's already created the awareness. But like I said earlier, she has to do the emotional processing. And then she has to do the reparenting, which is kind of what I guided her to do today in today's episode. So if you'd like my help in this, I would love to coach you through shifting your patterns. And I just want you to know that I'm shutting down my one-on-one practice in June. I won't be taking any new clients after that so that I can wrap everybody up before maternity leave starts this fall. So if you want to get in before that time, then head over to veronicagrid.com forward slash coaching. And there you can read a little bit more about working together. And you'll also be able to set up an introductory coaching session with me just so we can get to know each other and chat and see if it's the right fit for you. Alternatively, I also invite you to check out my self-study e-course, Crappy to Happy, where I take you through the exact step-by-step process you need to go through to clear your love blocks. And you also get a bonus one-on-one session with me as part of the program, but I'm not sure how much longer that bonus will be around since I've got maternity leave coming up. So make sure you get on board with that if you want a one-on-one session with me as part of your crappy to happy experience. So to learn more about the program and sign up, head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash courses. I really encourage you to take advantage of one of these two resources because you do not have to reinvent the wheel no matter what your pattern is right now. Sure, there might be some slight differences in terms of learning a certain style of communication or boundaries in terms of the healing, but for the most part, it's all the same because it's all going back to your childhood and all requires processing the emotions and learning to reparent yourself and connecting the dots. And that really does not change from person to person, situationship to situationship. So again, veronicagrant.com forward slash coaching if you're interested in private coaching with me and veronicagrant.com forward slash courses if you are interested in my self-study e-course that takes you through the process I take my private clients through. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. And I look forward to connecting with you in my coaching program or crappy to happy and Instagram. And until then, I will see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Love Life Connection podcast. You can find the show notes for this episode at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. And that's also the place you can sign up to be coached by me here on the show. And if you love this podcast, please leave a review over on Apple Podcasts. It helps more incredible women like you find this show and find real love. Until next time, remember, wherever you are is exactly where you need to be. You're not broken and you don't need to be fixed. Just because you've never had the relationship you want before doesn't mean you can't have it now. Imagine 
the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.